All right, it is time, and I'm excited to bring in this morning from the city of Mora, Kirsten Fury. I got it. I got it right. If I get your mic open, it'll even be better. Um, and I think the name's going to be familiar to folks because you were the editor of the Canaba County Times for how long? Ten years. Ten years. Wow, what a run there. And you did so many great things. I just want to compliment you right on the get-go there. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Brought a lot to the area and people appreciated your perspective and uh, just keeping us in the loop, so to speak, for sure. Yeah, um, I just always... I, I did enjoy my work at the Times. I thought that uh, I served people by providing them information much like you do here. And um, I always thought that the community could be better if they had the right information. And that's kind of why I'm here this morning. Absolutely. Is providing some information, especially about how their local government works and what's going on there. So uh, continuing the mission. Absolutely. You're, you're driven in that way. And going back a little further, for folks maybe not familiar... You are a graduate of Mora High School, too. So this is truly your hometown. You grew up here. Yes, I did. And um, I have a lot of family locally. Uh, you have to be careful, right? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, who you uh, can't honk when you're driving, getting frustrated, or, you know, what you say. Exactly. Everybody kind of knows there's a connection. Uh, but anyway, 2007, you graduated from high school. And then you went to what university, dear? University of Wisconsin River Falls. Oh, that's a fun school. And a great town. Yes, it is. I I have friends who went to River Falls and wonderful experience there. And did you major in journalism? My major was marketing communications, actually, and journalism was my minor. Okay. But I ended up spending so much time with the student newspaper and student radio, um, long late nights in North <laughs> Hall, uh, and, and had a great time. And so when I... Um, I graduated at a tough time when uh, I think unemployment rate here in Canaba County was about 13% when I graduated from college. I so they that. said, congratulations, here's your diploma. You no longer have student housing. <laughs> student loans are due. <laughs> Welcome. So, <laughs> that is so, so I was kind of taking whatever job I, I could at the time. Um, but eventually uh, found my way to the newspaper, which was um, very satisfying work and now have transitioned to basically help my community in a different way through the city. Absolutely. And just to let folks know, so I understand Glenn came to you and we're talking about the city of Mora here. And he knew that you had so much background in basically what I'll call almost community service, understanding the needs of a community and wanting to help with that. And so that opportunity came up and you are now the community development director for the city of Mora. Have you been doing that about nine months? Am I right? Uh, About there. Somewhere in that, that time frame. So let's go back to that start. I mean, I know how I felt coming and working for Todd Schoberg doing your Safe Money show. I'm like, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? How did you feel on those first days and kind of what has been going on here in these months so far? Um, the word whirlwind comes to mind. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things um, where I'd been working at the paper for 10 years and understanding what my day-to-day is going to be like. And anytime you change careers or any other life change, it's just a big mind shift, right? Yeah. So learning a lot of new things, learning a lot of new people, um, and especially... I, I laugh because uh, government is very different than a private business like the Canaba County Times was. Uh, 
and especially as a journalist, you actually have a lot of protection under the law of your notes being private. So any notes that I took were mine and no one else had a right to look at them. Uh, government that was the exact opposite polar opposite (laughs) everything that i have is well not everything but most things are public information so any member of the public could come in and say hey i want to see what information you have on xyz and the first person who came and asked me that i just had this gut reaction of like no you can't touch my stuff this is my stuff um and then wait nope it's it's government i've got to rethink this now no i have to rethink um which there's no reason for me to hide it it was just sort of this what you used to though i was going to say all those years you know you'd had it one particular way now you have to kind of open your mind to a whole different way of thinking yes exactly so that was kind of the funny adjustment <laughs> so okay so you use you, you're starting you kind of have your sea legs as I like to say now and a couple of things that I know just reading about uh, what you've been doing and what our community needs we've talked a little bit just off the air here about child care for example and the needs for our area and talk about the domino effect of why all these things work together to make the community and keep people working in our area absolutely it's Interesting. We were talking just about my title, Community Development, is so broad because everything is so interconnected. Uh, if you talk about, um, let, let's start actually with uh, the hospital, right? They have job openings and they need to fill them and they are good paying jobs. But the people that they are trying to hire, they need childcare to watch their children so they can work. They need housing so they have a place to live. And if they can't find those things locally, then they will go to a different hospital. And Welia is struggling sometimes to do that recruitment because of those those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of creative solutions that different communities are trying and that Moore is looking at trying to help increase that childcare capacity, increase the the um, availability and affordability of childcare and of housing, right? Um, and other quality of place uh, items like recreation, walking trails. Uh, there was a huge push, and I mean, it's, it still exists that to build community, to build economic development, you need to create jobs, right? And that's still the case, but there's a lot more shift going toward you need to build a quality community to attract people to live and stay and work and play. Sure, right? sure. Uh, and, and so that's this is all connected and, and part of what I get to do at the city. Absolutely, and it is such a big umbrella to be underneath, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, I think about we went through this time and now it's happening with the school build, right? And that was a big discussion and there were, you know, people stood on various sides of the fence and the spending and the taxing and everything else. But the bottom line is when you read, and data is such a big thing today, and everything pointed to having a school, just like having the hospital, are two big foundational things in a community. They're huge. I recently brought a group of housing developers on a tour through Mora. And the things that we talk about isn't necessarily land prices. It's how's your school doing? Right. Where's the nearest hospital? Exactly. What kind of services are available for the people here? Because they know if they... If the people want to live in the community, they can build a house and be profitable Sure, in that housing. Yeah, so it all works together. It truly is a domino effect. So now with the school build happening and, and you know the fall of 2023 here is going to be a huge time for this community, that's one step. And all these steps work together. And even talking about people always uh, 
we'd like to have a, uh, an Aldi store, you know. Now, I know you've heard all this, especially through oh, the paper. yes, yes. And that's another thing, though. There's a whole formula, and again, data-driven, about, okay, we build a store. Now, do, will we have enough people to, you know, work as employees? And it goes back to this whole thing again, housing, child care availability. I mean, it is. It's just this big circle. Absolutely. And especially, um, I laugh at the, the Aldi thing just because <laughs> I, I'm going to bring up a, a bit how I got this job. Um, going back to when our city administrator, Glenn Anderson, recruited me. It's because I wrote something about that in the newspaper. And the it was an opinion piece column. And it was titled something, we're not going to get a red lobster. <laughs> and and I have nothing against red lobster and nothing right. against more. But red lobster has a demographic that it serves. And so they look at their data. They're looking at what's the traffic in the area? What's the exactly. average income? What's the housing average um, home value? Things like that. And Mora doesn't make it for what Red Lobster's looking for. Sure, Aldi's doing the same thing. And that's um, part of the challenge is a, a lot of people in the community say, well, why doesn't the city get in some more retail? And I know we all kind of felt it when ShopCo closed. Definitely. Uh, and I do want to say ShopCo, I love that they didn't, well, I don't love, I hate that they closed not because they weren't uh, popular or utilized. And viable, yes. And vi- yeah. they were a viable business that served our community and um, closed because of some bigger national issues. Mm-hmm. So we, we lost that and people have kind of been craving this retail, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and asking why can't the city get this in and the truth is a lot of it isn't exactly up to the city it's up to that business to decide if they're going to be viable there or not Um, so we do our best and we are still trying to diversify our local retail and but it's a it's an uphill battle yes and we are not the only community either I mean so many of these I guess you get out in what I like to say greater Minnesota we're not the only town uh, county that's dealing with these kind of things. We're working the best we can. But going back to what are some of the things that you're seeing? I mean, you've only been doing this for a little while, so I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But what are some of the maybe positives or some of the things we can hope for going forward? Uh, well, you had mentioned the school is a big one. Right. Wellia is huge, which um, is such a great anchor. And we just have a lot of really fantastic people uh, and that that small town feeling that people love, you know, being supported. And this community does support each other. Definitely. Um, you can see how well um, the local businesses support you know, things as simple as a t-ball team for um, Mayra and um, even just the, you ever see anyone have a, a benefit and the community My goodness, comes people. pouring yep. out. Yep. So that is um, a fantastic benefit to the community. And we're actually this... Um, sort of surge in remote work is a benefit to rural communities. There's some really interesting data, and I wish I would have brought it along, but it's from the um, Center for Rural Policy and Development. They do a lot of research, and they've compiled this data that there's been a huge um, in-migration, actually, from the Twin Cities area, metro area, to rural areas. Mm -hmm. So rural areas are actually gaining a lot of population now, versus the metro area mm-hmm. because i mean i think people did a lot of soul searching during the pandemic oh right my goodness. yes i agree <laughs> we all had yeah. the time and had some big questions that we were asking ourselves and a lot of folks said you know what i maybe 
want to live where I have a little bit more space. I want to live um, further out. I want to have this kind of a lifestyle. And now that I have the option to maybe do my work from home or uh, every other day commute instead of this long commute, a lot of rural areas benefited from that. So broadband's another issue. I was just going to bring that up. Yes, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> so if you have a strong broad- broadband connection, that's um, that's as great a benefit as having a, a highway. Yes. In this day and age, absolutely. And for jobs, most definitely. I remember when uh, Gene Anderson was was on the county board before he passed, of course, and there was a community, and I won't remember which one it was, up north, and they had, let's say, spent the money for broadband. They'd made the decision. They were in a position to do it. And it had absolutely taken and moved their whole community forward a huge amount because people did just what you're talking about. You can live anywhere you want. And this was a community up one of the big lakes up north and took that leap, let's let's say. I'm not saying we can do that overnight. And East Central Energy is certainly doing their part now. We'll have better days ahead. But, man, that is such a big part that people don't always think about. Absolutely. And those are good-paying jobs, usually, the Definitely. ones that... Um, say, but I'm going to work wherever I choose. Yep. And they want to be in this community because we have the lakes. We have, you know, we do have health care right here. We're, we're right. I always said our location is so good. You can get to Duluth within a little over an hour, the Twin Cities. You can go to St. Cloud. You can go to Wisconsin. We have such a beautiful location and so much right in our backyard. So I see so many great things going forward, uh, Kristen. And is there anything else before I let you get on with your day that you want to share this morning, because I know I'm going to have you back in the future. We'll, we'll continue our conversation. But anything else today? Well, I just th- am so encouraged by the activity that I'm seeing in my day-to-day job, the number of inquiries people have on ways they want to invest in Mora, and I am just glad to help them. Uh, so I'm, I'm very encouraged, and I think that p- the people of Mora can expect some great things coming up here in the near future. And one of the reasons we're chatting has a lot to do with Glenn Anderson. He, he came on and chatted with me last fall and said, let's try to have somebody come in and talk about what they do for the city of Mora, because I don't think people always understand. So I'm so appreciative of him setting this up and having you, for example, come in, and we'll have continued other people going forward. But uh, what about if someone's heard this this morning, if they want to chat with you, what's, is there a phone number, email, what's the best way? Oh, sure, I'm putting her on the spot. I saw her roll her eyes. Do you want me to go to this, I, the website? Do you website? know that I don't know my phone number yet, <laughs> that it's not memorized? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. How about we do this? Very simple. Just go to City of Mora, all right, and do a Google search. Everything's there, and I believe all the information's available. You can get a hold of Kirsten that way. I'm and right there. You can pop by the office. <laughs> I have a little window. You just come down the hall, ring Wait. the bell at the window. I'm right there. Perfect. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure to meet you because I, I feel like I've known you over the years with all you've done in the community. And now I get to put the whole face and the whole thing together. So thank you so much for your time, Kirsten. Thank you for having me.